I'm Maya McNulty, and this is the Fundraising Secrets Podcast, made for Fundpreneurs. Fundpreneurs is a heart-centered leader. Fundpreneurs take no BS and make no apologies for serving the public. Fundpreneurs unite and thrive knowing that together we will prevail. Fundpreneurs will fight for the cause, raise awareness, and serve with humility. Fundpreneurs are resourceful, compassionate, and philanthropy is our middle name. Fundpreneurs deploy the organization's task with honor and champions the mission. Fundpreneurs enrich lives and put ethics before conversions. Fundpreneurs define strength in numbers, believe in the cause, create the future, build fundraising empires, impact the world. Fundpreneurs are driven and inspired knowing that we are making fundraising fun. I'm a Fundpreneur. You're listening to Fundraising Secrets, and I'm Maya McNulty, your host. Thanks for tuning in. Today, I want to share with you a personal story. It jogs back to when I was in seventh grade. It was the first time that I was introduced to capitalism and making donations and fundraising as I do today. In seventh grade, we were reading this book called The Pushcart Wars. And as a school-wide seventh grade class, we had this carnival, and so the 5th and 6th and 8th graders were all invited and their families. Well, the 7th graders, we put on this carnival for the school, and it was to raise money for uh, the 8th grade graduation, 8th grade dance, sports equipment, PTO, um, anything that the school had needed. So this was our project, and the book was called The Pushcart Wars, and we had to make up a product to be able to sell. So some people made like popcorn balls and snow cones and um, and made uh, little pouches of peanuts to sell, um, you know, things that had to do with carnival. They had water games, balloon toss, uh, water balloon toss. And so, and people would pay money and uh, we would raise money for our moving up dance. So this was a really exciting time, and this is the first time I was actually introduced to capitalism, entrepreneurship, the, be, the ability to be able to think about what you're going to do um, and, and how you're going to create something from nothing, just an idea. And with Fundraising Secrets, that's exactly what I've been doing is I've been going to different organizations and asking them, how can I help you, and giving them a blueprint, like a timeline, um, uh, ways of being able to fundraise um, systems uh, for them to be able to organize so that they have key players and key positions. In doing so, we've been able to cultivate a network and a community of people who are wanting to champion the mission to drive the same message forward. And the result is that we're making money because the message is strong and we're reaching the correct audience. So it's been a lot of fun to be able to take that one story from seventh grade from the pushcart wars and I sometimes think about it, uh, why, why did I start doing this? I can remember when I was in high school, Mrs. Bartier, who was my first grade teacher as well, she also volunteered Chris, Christmas time and Thanksgiving time. Mostly Thanksgiving time uh, is when I went uh, to help feed the hungry at City Mission. And 
she taught me about volunteerism and giving back to the city mission to help feed the hungry. Now, my parents actually thought this was uh, a great way of me getting out of helping to set the table for Thanksgiving and cleaning the house and helping my mom cook. And family and friends were coming over, So, but I wasn't home to help. I was at the city mission helping to feed the hungry. I can remember um, I actually have a clipping from the Gazette paper of me and the person that, that they actually snapped a photo that was in the papers of this homeless man and what Thanksgiving dinner meant to him. So I was in the right place at the right time. But I did, I did save that clipping and fast track to today, 2019. And I'm fundraising. I'm helping NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, to raise money for recovery. Hope starts with you. Um, break the stig stigma, end the stigma, end the silence uh, of those dark rabbit hole days so people who have anxiety or any other mental issues can really get the help they need, the training, the education, the advocacy, the support. And um, so I'm really grateful and, and happy to have my mission, my brand aligned with such a organization that really sees the vision of helping and helping all these people that they need funding and they needed sources and a way to be able to find that source and I can I can help them find that and I, it's kind of like my superpower to be able to help organizations find money and and organize and lead and I, I can teach them these systems I wasn't always um, the best student um, you know, I can be thick-headed at times, but when I when I know that something is right, I can teach it. And I've been able to teach a lot of other organizations, from the Boys and Girls Club to uh, Special Olympics to uh, Girls Inc. to the YWCA to the um, now NAMI. I, I just it's it's been exciting to be able to teach and share uh, my knowledge, um, whether we have lunch or tea or um, a, a get together. Uh, it's been really nice um, to be able to share some of those knowledge um, and in community with each other because ultimately the goal is to champion the mission and to raise money and and everyone every organization wants advocacy. And it's been a really great thing for me. And it makes me feel really good to be able to help these organizations and the people. I see the results. And, um, and we just had our meet and greet the models for NAMI. And it, it was just such a tremendous event and so many stories of recovery and hope. I'm just so thrilled. And I hope that uh, if you're listening to this podcast, definitely on May 10th, come out to the Hearst Media Center, get your ticket off the mask.org and come to the event to see the art exhibit, the cocktail party and the fashions and the fashion show itself. That these these are uh, people that have suffered from mental illness in some sort and they are championing it. They're, they're in recovery or uh, they're doctors that have helped these. Some of them are patients and um, really excited. I, I'm just so grateful and they're all sharing their story and hope starts with you. So I, again, I'm going to repeat that hope starts with you. And if you know somebody that's in a dark place, reach out to them, call them, text them, inbox them. Social media is something that is 
is is really needed, but yet it's so dark and scary because it puts people in isolation. And um, and you know, here you have all these friends on Facebook, but they're really not even friends. And if you're out and about, you don't know what they look like or uh, or communicate. It's kind of scary, you know, but you know what they are on Facebook because there's the engagement. So. I don't know. I just wanted to share that message with you that when I first started fundraising was in the seventh grade, and I just had that epiphany, and I wanted to share that little backstory with you. Um, and hopefully, if you have a story, that you could start sharing it with an organization and help them to raise money so that we could find a cure or a better a grant or support of some sort. Uh, for anybody that needs help. So thank you for listening. I'm Maya McNulty. If you like this content, like it, share it, subscribe, rate us on Apple Podcasts, and I really appreciate you. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you next time. And I maximize fundraising by thinking like an entrepreneur. I want to help more entrepreneurs start to maximize fundraising by thinking like an entrepreneur. Want more great content? Head on over to our Facebook page, Fundraising Secrets. Don't forget to subscribe and rate our podcast. Thank you for sharing this episode, and we'll catch you next time on Making Fundraising Fun Again. This is the podcast, Fundraising Secrets, and I'm Maya McNulty.